difficult, difficult, women. Welcome back to America. Ole. How long has it been? Oh my God, like five years. It seriously so has. Long. I know. It's been over a month since we've seen each other. No. Yeah. Like three weeks? No. Oh. You were gone three weeks and then. You were gone a week. But during the time. Oh, no, you. Yeah, it's been like a month. It's been a month. I mean, cray. you haven't been counting down the days. That's correct. Oh, yeah, I was. <laughs> just I was just testing you. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm so excited to see you oh from I'm her adventure across. The pond. More than across the pond. Or across. And then in some. The, yes. In beyond the ocean. Way, way into the world. I was in Spain. <laughs> if yes. you're wondering. <laughs> that was like a, a really confusing way to get there. But I went to Spain. Welcome back Thanks. to New York. It's still a hellfire. And oh, my God. I've had like, like the worst four days. Yeah. Back. Yeah. That's the like thing nightmare. about New York City is uh, when you travel and you, you know, you experience love and wonder of other cities and you come back and it literally is like bend over i'm gonna fuck oh yeah and then you're like this i didn't never said it was okay yeah (laughs) yeah yeah the worst yeah uh Uh, coming uh, into the soap that not i mean the airport like the minute you step into the jfk mm -hmm. airport you want to murder somebody it's like the the, the anger just boils over yeah it's just the energy here yeah i love it a lot of anger it's my favorite city i love it here it's my favorite yeah anyway well before we get into our travel stories because today we're going to be talking about uh traveling yeah Uh, and as a woman versus a man sure solo travel a vacation rather sure (laughs) have you heard of that no but okay (laughs) i'm i'm in um but before we get into that uh we did an episode a couple weeks ago about apologizing and we had sort of ask people to spend a week not apologizing and see how that goes for them. So we did it too. Yes, um, how'd that go for you? You know, I had some good <laughs> moments and some bad moments. I had one recently, I was just thinking about how uh, I had this one where I was out somewhere and there wasn't a liner in the trash bin. And so I wanted to let the like manager know so that they didn't like destroy the trash can. You know, it's like such a pain in the ass when there's all this garbage in the can, but there's no bag yeah. you know yeah and obviously so if you throw something in somebody else is gonna yeah, have it's to, like a nightmare and then some poor sucker has to clean that out right so i went to the manager and i don't know what came over me but i kept apologizing to him i was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry to bother you i'm so sorry but there's no bag in the trash can and he was sort of like yeah that's oh thanks for letting me know i was like yeah i'm sorry i'm really sorry oh. and i was like what is happening to me right now and so that was my big slip up the, the trash can thing. I don't know they why didn't, there wasn't like a condom in the in the trash can, and you right. were apologizing for it. Interesting. Yeah, but that was my. Otherwise, I think I did okay. Uh huh. I don't think I've said it once. Oh, maybe you should <laughs> be saying it sometimes. I should probably be apologizing I more. This old lady over, and I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> get out of here, get out of my way." Yeah. No, I, I, but I have been. I don't know if this is worse or or better, but I, I say, pardon me, pardon, pardon excuse me, excuse me, pardon, pardon me. Do you have any grape? Mm, pardon me. <laughs> no, but because that's uh, probably good though. Yeah, bartending, uh, on on Governor's Island, still mm. still doing that. Yeah. It's bee season, by the way. So, oh, you just right. have to fight <laughs> swarms of bees while you're pouring cocktails. But like, there's a lot of people, and you have to kind of get through. And before our podcast on apologizing, I'd be like, sorry, excuse me, sorry, sorry, sorry. 
And now it's like, I just, I change it to pardon me or. I think that it makes a difference though, because I think psychologically the apologizing is sort of like, I'm doing, I'm doing something yes, wrong. Yeah. Whereas pardon me is more just like, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. Pardon <laughs> me. Like yeah. 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 I think that that's good. But on the subway too, I used to say, sorry, sorry, you know, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've been saying, pardon me. Good. Yeah. You're getting stronger. Just don't put me near an empty trash bin. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm good. <laughs> but we want to hear from you listeners. Uh, email us at difficultwomenpodcast at gmail.com and let us know your stories because I, I'm, I really am. I think it's really exciting to know how, how, how everybody else is struggling well, with this. Somebody did write us in and oh, let bing. us know. <laughs> yeah, already? Look at that, already. Look at that. We already got it's amazing. one. It's not even a live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hello we have an email all right yes we do um from katie robinson good name great name and Mm -hmm. she spells it like you i know i'm very into it that's k-a-t-y folks Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. you ever write us katie really likes her name spelled right who doesn't Uh, okay well katie wrote in i think this is so funny so she said i was very inspired and determined to pay attention so that i'd catch myself before saying i'm sorry well i went out to eat by myself when the waiter came over he kicked one of the empty chairs at the table and without even realizing what was happening i automatically blurred out oh i'm sorry like i had moved the chair out in front of him or something i realized what i'd said and i just started laughing and he probably thought i was a little crazy but that's okay (laughs) after that i was able to catch myself before blurting out i'm sorry all the time anyway the episode was a great reminder to be conscious of what you're saying you ladies are amazing and keep up what you're doing yeah That's i relate so to nice. that i feel like that i feel like i say sorry for things i'm not even involved in mm-hmm. <laughs> so like i get that yeah i get it good for you katie good yes let's all keep working on it okay yeah and no apologizing no just unless say, unless you do something wrong okay let's just clarify <laughs> that part I'm, we're not saying don't <laughs> don't ever no, apologize right. but just only yes. if it's not your fault only don't if apologize. you really yeah only if you really mean it yeah well that's cool well thanks for writing in about that totally um now so what else is going back on? to me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well i mean it's funny when you got here i have so many questions because yes i haven't seen you in a month and you were just in spain at a at a roller skating camp and, yeah uh, i just i'm dying to ask you but before i was like don't don't say anything save it for the pod totally so now now's my chance So now's the chance well i went so like marie said i went to a roller skating camp it was called blading camp in malaga spain blading camp which i looked yeah. on the map it's right on the coast the sa- southern very, tip of spain yes very very far south uh if you cross the waters you end up in africa god that's so cool so it's really far yeah and it was very hot yeah, but, did um, you do okay there with the It was good. It was like a, it was a dry heat. It was a dry heat. So it was okay. Was there heat. was a couple oh, days that were a little rough, but like <laughs> that was they end up doing the camp so that like uh we spend 3 hours in a in one skate park in the morning. Then we do something in the afternoon like usually in water because it was so hot and like oh, we'd go to the beach so or we'd cool. go to like the la- a lake or something and then we'd spend another three hours roller skating in another skate park Jeez. so it was a lot of skating and like the main thing i like so it was really fun it was really like camp there was a couple kids there too which who were really and it was all women yeah it's an all women it was skate all camp. females and then ha- about half of the skaters were rollerbladers and the other half were roller skaters and everyone was so cool we all got along really well um the people ran it really really smoothly it was Mm. uh, only good things i have to say about it if anything that i have to complain about is like i wish it had been almost a little bit longer so i could have gotten to know people a little bit more deeply Mm. but um hopefully we will all stay in touch and if you're listening out there ladies um (laughs) send us an email no i don't know (laughs) but uh the main thing i wanted to like (laughs) mention about it was so it's like skate park skating and you're like throwing yourself down these like ramps and like 
it's dangerous. I mean, I fell a lot of times. People were falling all over the place. And the amount of fearlessness that I experienced this weekend, like mm. seeing other women being so badass and fearless, them influencing me to be more fearless mm. and more confident in my abilities. There were these two girls, um, Australian girls, and there were also people from all over the world. So that was really cool too. All over, wow. But these two Australian girls, especially like this one, so there's like, a, there was a bowl, which is like that big thing that you skate in. Right. It's like a big bowl. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. There was one that I actually could kind of get into, and but I was like scared, you know. I was like, oh, I've never done this. I don't know. Because it's like you're going, you have to go, oh my God. You have to go in. And like this one, you didn't have to drop in, so you didn't have to like jump up and go down into this deep thing. It had like a little bit of like a smaller entrance, but you still had to like roll into it and it was I can't steep. imagine you doing that yeah it was kind of it was a lot and you see the videos and I I feel like I'm like whoa I'm whizzing around but like when you see the video I'm like doo, 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 like <laughs> not barely going around but it was it felt you know it's a big right. step so I was like um <laughs> kind of like oh I can't do that I can't do that and then these two girls were like we just went into the bowl like you should go and I was like oh no I can't and they were like yes you can yes you oh, can man, and so that cool. was like that I needed to hear them say that for me to go, you're right, I can. Mm. And then I did it. Mm -hmm. And it was something about like this group of women all supporting each other and encouraging each other. The energy was so, and you have to take risks or else like you don't, you can't, you don't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, and, right. and were some there people, people that didn't take, like that just would sit everybody there? Took, everybody took some risk for sure. Wow. Every single person pushed themselves out of their comfort zone for sure. Some people maybe went further than others, mm -hmm. but I feel very confident that every single person like pushed their limits mm -hmm. and like that was really cool and wow. that like they really, the, the environment was so supportive that way. So what I kind of learned too, and here's one last thing I just wanted to say about that is that like what I learned the most aside from like tricks on skating and I, I'd never been in a skate park before and I can like now do all these like little tricks and things and I'm, I really am encouraged to do more and like wow. try to. I mean, this is blowing my mind. It was really cool. Wow. But the main thing that I learned mm. was that like if you are trying to do something, right, trying to mm -hmm. do a trick or something and you doubt yourself for mm -hmm. even a moment, mm -hmm. that's when you fall. That's when you hurt yourself. If you don't have the confidence when right. you, when you start to lose the confidence and like that is a lesson yeah, for, for everything, everything in life. Yeah. And that, and then also like sometimes things will scare you, but if you face the fear and you do them anyway, you gain so much. Mm -hmm. And the only thing, the only thing ingredient you need to achieve a thing mm -hmm. is the confidence. That's really all you need. And that's like what I really walked mm. away with. And how do you get that confidence? You, it's all, it, it's, it's all a mind. If you're lucky, you have people around you that support you and right. like help you gain it. But other than that, it has to, but really at the end of the mm -hmm. day, it ha people can tell you till they're blue in the face, you can do it, but right. you have to believe it. Right. And that's what I like learned more than anything. And watching these women, people were f doing flips off these like giant ramps, like flips in the air <laughs> and I was like and the women women doing this that you think like girls can't we would come in to these skate parks yeah I was gonna ask also is it was it like roped off for the skate the no. blade camp it was like there'd be boys and there was mostly boys in the in the parks when we get there mm -hmm. and they'd be like oh these girls are here blah and then we would I mean I say we I wasn't really so much that but there'd be like these our girls were bad ass and they'd come in and they would show up each of those guys and the guys would be trying to like keep oh, up. And I'm man. like, you can't keep up with our best girls, period. Wow. And it would like, I don't know. I hope that they learned something too, but if they didn't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> it was cool. 
And you started off two years ago roller skating here in Brooklyn? Like a year and a half a or year something. And a half ago. I skated as a kid. Right. But like. But you were doing like skate aerobics here yeah, and like of like dance dancing skating. and. Yeah. And just Because like when skating. you when you told me about your blading camp, I was like, I thought that it would be more like skate aerobics type thing. So then on Instagram, you're posting that you're doing a ramp. I was like, oh my God, yeah. that is not, because you're not the most, I mean, you're athletic in some ways, but I, I wouldn't say that you're like, you know, number, I, I number one. You're not you know? wrong. Yeah. yeah. Kickball And captain. certainly I'm a scaredy cat about things sometimes. Right, right. So like to have to be that brave to like even try that stuff. I mean, I am in complete awe of you right now. Well, Seriously. I, 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 for you, you know, cause you had told me, you know, when you said that you woke up or, you know, you, you had a dream that you were doing something roller skating or whatever, and then you just fucking did it. So then you joined, you went out to fucking Brownsville, Brooklyn yeah. and joined this, this group and completely on your own. You didn't bring a friend. It was like just something inside you that you needed a, a, just something new just, and, and to instill confidence in you or something, you know, there was something that like you were missing and you, and you went and found it. Yeah. And then the, because of that, taking that risk, yeah. then all of a sudden cut to you a year and a half later, you're in Spain roller skating in bowls. Right. Like, right. That to me is the coolest thing that you can say, like, you know, I'm, something's missing in my life. I need a different group of people or community. I'm, my confidence is lacking. So I need to, I want to um, pump it up. And you fucking just did it. Yeah. You, you did the, the Brooklyn thing and then now the Spain thing. And then I can't wait. I mean, I don't know what well, you're and doing now. As it next. turns out, this like roller skating community, because it's kind of small in some ways, even mm. though it's like w across the world. And because of Instagram, you can connect with people and stuff. And one of our instructors, like I had just started following her on Instagram because I, I had like a kind of girl crush on her, this girl Barbie. And she um, ended up being one of our instructors. Oh, and wow. I was like, oh, my head was like exploding. And she was so helpful. Mm. And like, but the fact is, and she's from Argentina. You know, wow. so it's like this world community. So it's it's a thing that we all kind of left feeling like, oh, we're going to travel with skating. Wow. Skating is like a, a way we can travel. And like, I don't know. Hmm. And to be surrounded by f such cool ladies. I am curious. What was your first passport, international passport stamp? You know, I saw that you I was I think it was Spain. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, which is weird because I my parents traveled a lot and sometimes they'd go like get some work trip and then we'd like all go for like make it wow. work like that. Mm -hmm. And when I was three, they, my dad, I think, had to go to Spain. But I don't I guess I had a passport at three. Right. You have a, yeah, you have you have can, a passport. Yeah, right? babies can get passports. You must. Yeah. You so I think that was probably Spain. I don't remember Spain. Uh -huh. I remember like we were in Madrid, I think. And I remember the slide in the park. Uh, uh, That's about it. Wow. So. I guess do both I've your parents speak before. Spanish? Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. My mom used to teach languages in high school. Ah. Oh. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah. They're kind of cool. worldly. Yeah. Yeah. Mine What was yours? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, mine was Belize. Right. In in college. Um so I was like a late bloomer, late late traveler. Well, I mean, we traveled we went to Florida all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, That's from Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and, but really, my parents were the ones that traveled. They would ditch us kids with I a babysitter. Yeah. I don't blame them for that, though. Like, to be like, I got, we got to get rid of them. Well, it happened because uh, we did a family trip to San Antonio, Texas, when we were all in grade school. And none of us wanted to leave the hotel because we were staying in Embassy Suites. Shout out. Uh, beautiful hotel. And it was a suite. And they had cable TV. And we did not grow up with cable 
So on vacation there in San Antonio, we didn't want to go do anything except just watch cable TV. So after that, my parents were like, well, that's it. You're not going. We're not doing yeah, family. Spending money on this trip. Yeah, all you're going to do is watch is cable TV. <laughs> so yeah. they would travel abroad and stuff. But yeah. So in college, I did um, a mission trip to Belize. We went to school and like did some building and stuff. But I went to. Yeah. My first trip was Paris and I went by myself. Yeah. Solo travel. Yeah. That's cool. Which I, I want this podcast. I want this episode to really empower not just women, I want men as well, to be empowered to travel solo. But as a woman, there are certain precautions you have to take. For sure. And, like, of course, when you, like, look at the news, all you ever see are, like, I the know. horror stories of, like, how... And there's been a couple of things that have happened, and and you do have to be careful. I mean, yes. a man or a woman, anybody needs to be careful right. when they're out there traveling. Uh, well, so you guys, so you went first to your mom's house in France. So my mom lives in France. Uh-huh. She's lived in France for years and years and years. Um, again, my family, I'm from the D.C. area, so there was a lot of international sort of stuff out there. So my my mom's been in France for a long time. Um, so I went and stayed with her just to get visit, and I go out there all the time. Mm-hmm. And then from there, my roommate came. So my roommate came with me to the roller skating camp. And right. So she... Uh, she met me there. We did some fun things in France for a couple of days. And then we flew to Malaga our, ourselves mm-hmm, just for a couple of days just mm-hmm. to like hang out. And we saw flamenco and we had tapas and we were like super duper tourists. And it was really fun. And but as two women, but as two women, what type of precautions did you take? Well, I think <laughs> the number one thing, and I've also like, I, I realized that like I've done a fair amount of solo travel too, like just fully by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to like Sweden, for like just a short, short, short amount of time. You had a layover. I had a giant like layover, but I really wanted to go into Stockholm. And like, I was scared. I mean, I honestly Mm. was like scared to like, I was like, was that your first? I feel like that was your first time going somewhere by yourself. I mean, it just, it sort of depends on how you look at it. Cause like I've I've been in other countries by myself for like periods of time. Like I was in Italy by myself and things like that a little bit here Mm. and there, but like, um, but to like go a hundred percent by myself where like nobody was around to like, save me if anything went wrong. Um, the number one thing is to be super prepared. So <laughs> in, in one, right. to do your research, right. to know what parts of town are safe, what parts of town are not safe. Don't get like right. an Airbnb in some crappy neighborhood that you don't know anything about uh, because you're going to save 50 bucks or whatever. Like it's, right. that's not worth it. Yes. It's not worth it. Right. And for me, like Sweden was so safe and it's like stuff, such a safe Stockholm is so safe and I yeah so that was like not a thing but I was worried about like how do I take the train in from like the airport Mm -hmm. into Stockholm because it's like this whole thing you have to do and where do you get the tickets and I don't speak Swedish and all these things so I looked Mm. up all of that stuff ahead of time that's fascinating because when I went to Paris I did not do any of that right and I was so underprepared because we were getting ready to go to Edinburgh. That's why I was going over there anyway, because we were doing the Edinburgh Fringe. So um, I spent three days in Paris by myself. But we were so busy leading up to that trip that, like, I didn't have time to research how to even get to my Airbnb or uh, what were the safe areas of town. So I remember when I arrived, I had bought data for my phone. And I was like, I'll just, you know, G- like Google Maps it. No prob. No. Uh, ate up my entire data that I was supposed to use for the month over there just on that one day of trying to find my Airbnb. Um, But it was, I mean, it was super safe. And everyone, I mean, really, like, people are, you know, 
you have to be careful, but people, strangers will help you in other towns. And I pride myself in New York City. If I see a tourist that seems lost or something, I sure. do try to ask, like, do you need help or whatever? Sure. But that being said, um, you really, sh- especially if you haven't traveled a lot, yeah, like don't in the past, to- definitely do your research because yes. like, there are parts of Paris that like might be less safe or whatever. And right. there's definitely a lot of pickpockets in Paris. Right. And so like even that. if you don't get hurt, like if you lose your passport on day one, yes, your vacation's is. ruined. I mean, at minimum, you just have like a really bad time. You yes. know, it makes everything hard. Um, my cousin went on this, he was he's a guy and he went on this giant solo trip. It was really cool and inspiring, like through Europe. And oh yeah. He used my mom's house in France as sort of like a hub and he'd go to like Germany and he went to Spain. He went the running with the bulls. He ran with the bulls. Oh, we were all no, like, Don't do it. Oh no, no, no. But and he had an amazing time and he stayed in hostels and he um like met all these people like on the trip so it was like really enriching in that way Mm -hmm. but at one point he um got his phone stolen because he like just Mm. left it on a like he like left it on a bench or something and like went into the ocean to swim because he was alone you know so he's like i'll just leave it and hide and hopefully it'll be fine of course like it wasn't so it's like shit happens you know you gotta like try to like be on top of that a little bit right but what a cool trip he had i mean yeah but i think that people don't travel solo because of fear um, yeah. I think a lot of times because of money or responsibility or, you And know. I think a lot of people in America especially don't travel, period, because if you're with or without other yes. people. Yeah. And, like, that's one thing I think is, like, such a shame mm-hmm. because you, you, it's not just about, like, seeing cool things. It's about, like, growing as a person. Right. Like, understanding the world in a different way. And I think that it's such a shame when people say things like, well, I don't travel because, you know, I have everything I need right here. Right. And I'm like, but you there's a difference between everything you need having what you need and like Mm. you don't even know what you need if you don't even know what's out there right you know what i mean like your your soul needs more your like heart needs more i was always so embarrassed like in my early 20s of like not having traveled to europe and being that one person at a party and when people are talking about oh their time in london you know during school or you know traveling backpacking through europe after college like i never had those opportunities and it was because of fear and uh, because i was a i well number one fear was because I didn't have money and I and in my brain I thought that traveling abroad would cost tons of money um and there it's that's not true there's so many depends on how you do it yeah right and with technology nowadays especially that's like that's what's really encouraging people to travel solo as well because you can read reviews um for for women especially you can read like oh well this town this part of the neighborhood is really safe um airbnb offers lots of great you know past travelers who have stayed there their reviews yeah reviews i feel like are really useful too because mm-hmm. even like um if you want to take a little tour somewhere like it's worth reading the review and seeing like are they ripping me off is this like right. be worth it right is it safe like when we were uh when we were in malaga we like there was this thing where you could like take a boat it's very touristy but you could take mm. a boat to um morocco and then do like a day in morocco and like you don't need to have an extra visa or anything but you can't stay for more than like six hours or something oh, like wow. that because of like legally but um did so we to wanted to do that. But it was a little bit expensive. And then it also was like six hours of travel or something. So we mm-hmm. that was the number one reason why we didn't do it. But as we're looking, you kind of get that sense of like, we don't know these people. Like, we don't know <laughs> if this is going to be a good tour, a bad oh, tour. We don't right. know if like it's going to be worth the money. We're about to get on money. a boat. We're about to get then... on a boat and go to Africa. I mean, like, so <laughs> the thing that was really helpful was like looking at the reviews and seeing other people say mm-hmm. like, and, and I don't know, I feel like we've all read enough. Yelp reviews that you can kind of get a sense of what's useful and what's fake and what's like whatever. Right. And there was a lot of really useful like those like TripAdvisor type websites yes. that can be really useful. Yes. 
And that can really make you feel a lot more safe and know where to go and where to stay. And, and aren't there like a bunch of like women's blo- women travel blogs and things? Yes. There's tons of, so- of solo women's travel blogs out there that give you t- all types of advice. And, and also, I think that it's kind of interesting with the st- statistics right now with um, how many women do travel by themselves. Uh, the solo, there is an awesome uh, Facebook group I just joined, Solo Travel Society on Facebook. And they have like, you know, 230,000 fans or whatever. And they have tons of great advice on there. But um, 63% of the people that follow that group are women. That's great. And then according to Booking.com survey, uh, they found that 65% of U.S. women are taking vacations without their partners. You know, that's that can be I think they say that like traveling with your partner is a good test to see like how compatible you that's are. That's what Bill Murray said. Right. <laughs> good old Bill Murray. That's I love to quote him. But um but what I also feel is that like sometimes you want to do different things. Right. I think that that's also very acceptable. So don't right. not do them right. because your partner doesn't want to do them. You mm-hmm. know? Either find a group of your girlfriends and go or go on you can go on your own. Yeah. That's an option. Yeah. Um so what was one of the blogs that you so I thought you found one maybe. Well, I found this one uh, woman's blog. It's called Rachel Travels. And her story is that she was working for corporate America in New York City making three, you know, six figures, three, three, three figures, three oh figures. I'm like, oh, my God, I relate. Oh, my God, I relate. That was six figures. And um, she was suffering from depression and anxiety and was going to therapy. And just all of a sudden one day was like, you know, I really want to travel. And so she quit her job and then just started traveling the world. And she now has this awesome blog and she also gets hired all over the world now to teach people how to be travel influencers, which like that would be a cool job. Yeah. Uh, I want to be the next Anthony Bourdain. Um, But yeah, she Rachel Hill is her name and she's actually been named 11 influential black women in travel. You should know by travel noir. And um, she just has like lots of really great tips and how to travel by yourself. Um, this other blog that I found, uh, Adventurous Kate's Solo Female Travel Blog. So she has a lot of a lot of different pointers and stuff. But I honestly think the biggest one is uh, watch your drinking. Watch your drink. Watch how much you drink. Uh, don't get too shit-faced. Because then if you are by yourself and you can't, you know, say you get really wasted and you can't find your your Airbnb or, you know, that's... That's not yeah, good. that's not good. Or somebody can take it. I mean, that's like anywhere, I guess. But um, and not to, of course, victim blame. But also, you—that's something you actually can have a little bit of control over, especially when you're traveling. Right. There was another one on here that like was sort of interesting to me, and it's um, blend in as much as you can. And I think that like at first, I think if I had read that like a couple weeks ago, I'd have been like, oh, is that really that important? And they're saying one thing is like if you stand out too much as a tourist, then you're more of a target for like pickpockets and stuff. And that's for sure a thing. But when I, uh, so we had this like really bad layover coming back from Malaga where we had to um, change flights in Moscow. Oh, I saw you were (laughs) in Russia all of a sudden. like the worst flight ever, but it was so cheap. It was just like this cheaper flight and like, it went from like, I, I mean, we spent now you've been to Russia. Now I've been to Russia. And I mean, I was in Russia. I mean, it was the airport. But still, I'm like, oh, my God. And I was really nervous about being in Russia because there's everything that's going on right now. And like, I kept having these nightmares that we were going to get detained by like Putin Ooh. or something. He'd like come in and be like, not in a sexy way. <laughs> like, in a really <laughs> no, I know. But uh, it was not I, it was not no, not good feelings. And then we got there and you're like, oh, we're in Russia. And like, it's an airport. And also like, <laughs> people are people and you're, they're just living their lives. But one of the things that like, so we, and we had a like real Russian 
airport breakfast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what'd you have? Oh, it was like this like crepe-like thing that had this fresh sour cream and then there was like a fresh cottage cheese in it and it Ooh. was so good. It was so good. Whoa. And mostly, like maybe half the people that worked there spoke English, but half of them didn't and I don't speak Russian. <laughs> uh, but the, so the one thing about it was interesting is uh, my roommate Crystal like was looking up like how to like navigate Russia because she was, we were saying like we should come back and like really see Russia in a real way. Um, and they were saying in this thing that I never would have thought of, they said, don't smile on the street. Do not smile on the street. In Russia? In Russia. At least in, yeah, in Russia. And you notice then after she said that, I was looking around and like, I'm very smiley. And like, that's kind of how I travel to make, you know, because when yeah. you can't speak the language, you want to try to like be like, hi, I'm friendly. Please help me. They were like, don't do that. Um, and as you looked around, you realized like nobody was smiling. People in Russia don't oh. smile. I don't know why. I don't know what that's about. But um, it's, you know, there's cultural differences. So like that's another thing that's very well like worth looking up into because like certainly in like some Middle Eastern countries, for example, like right. if you walk around and you're not covered properly, like that could really become insult. a problem. Right. And, and yeah. it can be an insult. And maybe I don't quite know what the smiling thing was, but maybe that's an insult or maybe that's like an invitation for someone to come and get really weird with you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I thought that was that stood out to me as a really, really good tip that you mm. kind of forget about. And the other thing about it is that like I think Americans tend to think like everything kind of revolves around us uh -huh. in America. Uh -huh. And then you get to this Russian airport and you realize like the number one language is Russian. Right. That makes sense. <laughs> the next most common language you see around is Chinese. Ooh. Because, number one, China yeah. is closer to right. Russia, right. and they have a lot more Chinese tourists. Right. So, going of course, they're going to cater to China and not right. to America. And then also, um, China's like a, is a, is a huge world-dominating country, right? We're, you know, we're a big right. world right. leader. Like, you know. So, like, we can't forget that, like, we're not. And that's another thing that's kind of cool about uh, traveling is that you realize, like, your life doesn't revolve around you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You're not the be-all, end-all. And that's a really, it can be humbling, but can also be kind of exciting because it also means that there's a world beyond your little tiny dumb bubble. Right. Like you need to get out of that bubble, girl. Yeah. Americans. Yeah. Every When I was in Thailand, they all just wanted to talk about America and Trump and, you know, but it did make you feel so much smaller than what you're used to yeah i mean you're we're we're taught america's the best america's the greatest da, 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 da. yeah you start traveling and all of a sudden you're very you learn very quickly that is not the case yeah and that there's also a very big world out there yeah and it's exciting and it's yes. an exciting thing yes. that's not to like scare anybody off it's to just sort of say like there's you think you've done it all you think you have it all you think you've that seen it all seen it all yeah there is so much more mm -hmm. and i think also it builds um what is the word like um sensitivity to other people like traveling makes you sensitive to other people's plights mm -hmm. because you finally see them you know and you see people like all this nonsense that's happening not nonsense but all these horrible things that are happening right now mm -hmm. with like immigration in the united states right. if you go to mexico and and experience what you know Mexican people are like and i'm saying mexico but the truth is a lot of these people that are suffering right now are not even mexican but if you see other cultures and you see like people are people people want right. to be happy people right. have families people live lives people are nice people are friendly some people are jerks some people i mean people are people that like once you start to see that when they're not speaking english mm -hmm. then you can be maybe a little bit more sensitive to how like if they're suffering they're just humans like you right and i think it is really hard for people to like fully understand that 
until they start they see it, until yeah. they start seeing it for themselves. Well, for me, when I finally did go to Europe, the thing that hit me the most was how old, how young America the country is oh, compared yeah. to, you know, you go and you see the architecture over there and you, you know, you learn about the history and you understand that, you know, America, we just, we tear things down and new, new, new. And, and also we haven't been around. No, I mean, we the, haven't. The European yeah. influence hasn't been around very long right. in the United States. Right. It was crazy to be to, in Edinburgh. And oh, then yeah. And to the castles see these, and like, that. yeah, there'd be like a building. It was like, and this was built in 1001. Right. Like, what? What? Yeah. That, that to me is like so exciting. And that to me is what put me more in my place of like, I'm yeah. just this little tiny sliver of a, of a moment in oh this grand world and life that is happening. We went to this like fort in um, like fortress thing in, mm. in, uh, in Malaga and Malaga is like very influenced that Southern, the Andalusian area of Spain is very influenced by the Moors. And if you don't, the Moors were yes. like this, um, like uh, Arabian, like mm group of people that were coming in yes Mm -hmm. um and so this fortress it was built originally by the moors in like 700 oh my god and it was built around a roman ruin so when they came in 700 that ruin was like predated jesus so like they were like, whoa, look at this old thing here. Oh Let's God. build around and it. Build around and then it. they're they're thinking like, wow, that's ancient. And then now we're looking at it going like, oh, I mean, it's like mind boggling, mind boggling. Wow. And to walk through like the halls of like something built in 700, you're like, people walked here. People right. did stuff in right. this building. It's wow. Weird. It's really mind blowing. Yeah. And kept getting invaded by other pe- groups and things. And they right. had like the history of it. And you're like, wow, I don't even know. Well, good for you to go do some history stuff on your blading yeah. trip. Well, I mean, that was before we started blading. Oh. It was like when we were being tourists. <laughs> like, what else is there to do? We also went to an Arabian bath. What? See, that's oh why you should God. travel. You can do fun things. Well, I do. went to Sarasota, Florida while you were in Spain. Mm, that's almost like international <laughs> travel. It felt like it because uh, my, I had a connecting fly. All this, I was oh, pretending good. like I was going to the south of Spain. <laughs> sure, why not? But there are some downsides to to traveling as a woman, and I, I don't want to touch on this too much because I don't want it to to scare people off. But there are some negative sides to traveling solo as a woman. And I came across one of our comedian friends that we've done shows with. Her name's Brooke Cardis. Everybody follow her on the socials. Uh, her on Instagram, uh, it's not gay as in happy. Um, and then it's at Brooke Cardis on Twitter. So you can follow her. She's very funny. But on Facebook recently, she had posted mainly about like how you have to listen to your alarm bells, like your women's intuition when something happens and especially like fuck politeness. And she has this one experience where she was getting off of the elevator at a hotel and there was a guy she had like you had to key yourself in. And so she had keyed herself in, but the guy didn't have a key. And so and he didn't end up pressing like a button for the floor so they go up together and then he's like you know ladies first it just you know was shady. it was super shady for and, and especially like thank you so much chivalry isn't dead thanks i don't know but then you're walking in front of this person going to your hotel you and then your room. And yeah so you don't know right well, maybe he was innocent or who knows it doesn't worth speculate we we travel you know luckily that we have the both of us when we go on tour um and remember that one time uh when we had a, a man all of a sudden coming yeah, to that's our what I was just thinking about 
we, we so we were on tour with Les Claypool years ago, and all of a sudden. We're sitting in our hotel room, and a man, all of a sudden, just, our door was locked. Oh, yeah. But he had a key, and he burst in. Burst in, (laughs) and it was past midnight, and I was like, I think I was half asleep or whatever, so I was just like, oh, hey, that's weird. There's a guy here. I jumped out of bed, and I was like, what are you doing here? I was like, screaming. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And it turned out, luckily for us, that... um, there was like a 12 year old working the front desk of that hotel. <laughs> it was like really weird. Yeah, you marched like left down him. there. Didn't I was like, you? what is going on? And it turned out they had like left this kid to work the night shift for some weird reason. He like didn't know what he was doing. And this guy like had lost his key, which happens. Right. And was like, and they were like, what's your room number? And he's like, ah, he's like, I think it's like 211 or that whatever. Is so they just gave murders him that key. No. But, but that wasn't really a murder situation because that guy was like he felt so more bad. scared than we were, I think, because he was like, oh, God. Well, on one of the travel blogs, it said women should bring a doorstop with them That's wherever they go. So you can put that under the door. So when we travel, we can do that. But now we like lock it up and yeah, yeah. we That's, do because yeah. we didn't have the thing, the click, the, the, the thing on the chain yeah. or the thing. You know, had we done that, no, no problem, Bob. Yeah, but I mean, luckily the guy was totally. It was just like a slip. But yeah, you have to watch out for those kinds of things. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I was trying to think of like in, like inspiring. Uh, solo travelers mm-hmm. who were females uh-huh. and the only person I kept thinking about was Amelia Earhart and I was like I guess I won't talk about her because <laughs> we all know how that She ended. was such a great solo female traveler. I mean she traveler. did some amazing things she but did. unfortunately that's all the number one is the worst one so don't yeah. don't crash you gotta, your plane in the middle of the ocean. You gotta come back if you gotta you travel back, solo. Yeah. Yeah. Well I'm so excited you're back I really have missed you. It's weird like not seeing you for a month uh yeah <laughs> very strange well and yeah and we we do a lot of travel together but we need to do more international travel let's go yes. to like norway oh my god all of our friends right now are in edinburgh and i have so I much know. fomo i know me too i want to go next year let's go next We're year i want to go next it. year too yeah. i'm gonna go roller skating camp and then we'll go to yeah edinburgh. done good um but for folks that are curious of where we're traveling next as reformed whores we are headlining at the dead crow comedy club in wilmington north carolina october 12th and 13th i believe um so we'll be on the road yeah Yeah. come see us there fun to see all and we have some fun shows coming up in new york city as well but um yeah i think i think this is a, a good inspiring hopefully empowering podcast about travel (laughs) and let us know i mean also if you have any fears that you're like i really want to travel but i'm too afraid of fill in the blank send us an email and ask us about it and see if we can give you any advice about that Mm -hmm. because again like i learned in my skating camp one of the things to build confidence is having strong people around you right encouraging you and reminding you that you have what it takes to do what you need to do well also i mean like your blading camp there's so many different like not camps, but different, you know, tours or organizations that do meet up all over the world with solo women. So if you you would go solo, but then you'd be with other women from around the world, like like similar to what you did. Totally. Um, so you're not alone. You can travel and make friends and do that sort of thing. But I, I mean, I think that's just I want to do that. I'm yeah. so inspired by your your trip. I'm, I'm not going to go blading, but maybe no, you don't need um, to go blading. Just go to Malaga. Yeah. Okay. Or <laughs> Moscow. One or the other. Not. I don't want to go to Moscow. No, you want to go. It's cool. Yeah. Food's, food's really good. Do you know Russian? People don't smell. Da. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, what? Oh, oh my God. Katie is <laughs> turning Russian. Russian right in front of us. <laughs> oh, my God. She's a spy. Ah! Ah! Well, I think that's the end. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to Difficult Women. Uh, look us up. Uh, Reformed Horses are banned. And uh, make sure that you tell, if you're enjoying the podcast, please tell your friends about it so um, we can uh, continue spreading the gospel of uh, the Difficult Women. Yeah. And follow us on Patreon. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah. So we, so can, we can make four four figures a month. A yeah. Year. <laughs> Instead of three. Instead of three. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. You waved. <laughs> I did. When I was a little girl, my daddy told me, Kate, if you want to catch a man, you got to give him lots of space. Play it cool and be a flirt, but just make sure you think. And don't pick up the telephone when you had too much to drink. Don't drown down when you come on late. Don't call him another